Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Ravi Tandra. He's the CEO and founder of Proven Base. Ravi, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Excited to have you. So, Ravi, why don't you start and tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a software engineer by profession, turned to entrepreneur, now a CEO and founder of Proven Base. During my time as a software engineer, uh, I used to it used to take almost two to three months time to get a response when I apply for jobs. So I wanted to really do something about it. So I quit my job during my time at IBM and started this journey about helping candidates to get their foot in the door at a faster rate. And I was driving Uber and Lyft to run my prototype with them, with the with the riders, talking about their experiences and talking to friends, uh, especially when I was talking to the underrepresented uh, professionals, they mentioned that, well, um, it, their experience was much worse than what I was having. So uh, even my friends echoed the same thing. Um, so that's kind of how uh, the proven base is born from that time. Um, and here we are today, uh, you know, build this product to help elevate the underrepresented. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more. It sounds like you've had an interesting journey getting to, you know, the creation of, of Proven Base. Talk to me a little bit more about what Proven Base is. So Proven Base is an uh, intelligent sourcing technology that helps to elevate diverse, disabled, and underrepresented talent. Uh, obviously, it is going to help you to find the best talent period. Uh, so there are a few things that we are helping to solve. Number one, um, to mitigate the unconscious bias, which is the biggest challenge in the space, to balance your pipeline with diverse talent. Uh, providing deep analytics to really understand what your landscape looks like, how to go about it, uh, what markets to hit, so those type of things. And also um, tracking your DEI, where it is breaking, uh, how uh, and you know identify gaps, and then you know come up with a plan and a strategy to improve on. So that's what Proombase helps with and does. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion has been very much so at the forefront of companies, you know, growth plans and conversations. So it sounds like you're in a position to really leverage yourself to assist these companies in their growth as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, you know, talk to me a little bit more about Proven Base. So basically, you know, the the way we we do is, um, for example, let's say if a, if, a, if a company, DEI in general is not one size fits all. Every company has different needs depending on the geographies, depending on the organization. So we take it so diversity first approach. So we build the product from the ground up with diversity lens. So it's not an afterthought. So everything that we do is around it, right? So we help with the know-how. Where, because first and foremost, for the sources and recruiters, it is extremely important to have the right mindset. Having the right mindset is great, but also at the same time, you know, you don't need to have a tool that you have to spend hours and hours of time to really understand how to go over it, right? So we help with the know-how, but because the tool is built to help with those things, and also with the approach. Okay, how how should I approach to achieve my DEI goals? It's a nimble solutions providing the analytics that you need, um, whether it maybe you know even gender neutral messaging to really help getting um, responses from uh, from the candidates. For examples, females tend to not respond if they perceive the messages to be masculine. So we help with that type of thing, right? Then also uh, providing the deep analytics to understand, okay, you know, this is what the landscape looks like, but these are my sources and recruiters are doing. This is, uh, okay, uh, they they spend this much time and these are the diversity candidates that were able to target and able to contact, but only these many people were able to respond and really track 
everything that goes into it so that can help with the auditing because if someone comes and questions you, okay, you know what, what did you do in order to get to, you know, uh, 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 get to the specific pipeline? So these are the steps I took. This is this is the effort, so this is the result. So everything is crystal clear. So in that, in that way, the bias is out of the picture at that point, meaning, you know, you really can show the whole journey. And uh, one of the things is we take out any identifiable information from the from the uh, from the search results. When you're trying to find talent, we take out names, images, uh, schools they attended, anything that is identifiable to to uh, uh, that adds to the bias, right? For example, uh, when you look at a picture, um, uh, oftentimes uh, can uh, oftentimes uh, so social center uh, recruiters spend like 19% of their time looking at the picture. On average, they spend six six seconds on a profile, like screening through it. 19% of the time goes to looking at the picture to make the decision whether to either reach out to the candidate or not, irrespective of their skills or experience, which should be avoided at all costs. Mm -hmm. There are a number of things that tool really helps with, whether it may be communication, finding talent, whether it may be analytics, whether it may, it's, it, it's in, in end of the day, it's a strategic tool that can kind of you know, uh, uh, consolidate your HR tech stack and also save money and be efficient with your process. So mm -hmm. that's what drone base is. Yeah. And you raised a lot of really good points in that, you know, in that, in that talk that you just kind of talk track that you just had talking about data and analytics and using data to de drive decisions. And I think it's also too, like you said, an important note that you're taking the bias out of these decision-making processes, um, but also, you know, leveraging data to help companies be a little more self-aware um, in their own decision-making. Absolutely. So one of the things is we are solving the top of the funnel issue, uh, which is the pipelining problem, right? Of course, you can have bias in every step of the way during the whole recruiting life cycle. So it's extremely important for uh, for the persons who are responsible, which are the process, uh, you know, which are the component they are dealing with. So maybe you are at a job boards or ADS or whether you are at a uh, screening process or, uh, you know, whichever may be the case. So you need to have that right mindset, obviously. But what we are trying to help with is if the candidate is not even getting a call, forget about everything else, right? So we are trying to solve with helping to uh, outreach to the right candidates to really help you balance your pipelines because these days, uh, Fortune 500, Fortune 1000, almost most of the responsible companies have DI missions and goals because it's good for the company uh, in general for the profits, for the bottom lines, cash flows and revenues and whatnot, right? And it's good for the side in the end. So we are trying to help with the top of the funnel issue uh, and kind of incorporating all these things while you're doing it. but. At the same time, as I said, um, uh, other other steps are involved where they should be cognizant or you know be mindful of the biases and mm -hmm. the necessary precautions to mitigate them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like you said again, data is just plays such a key role. And I'm curious, you know, because you have you look to target you know the diverse, disabled, and unrepresented talent. Um, do you think that that's kind of one of the key differentiating factors between you and, and your potential competition? So um, analytics is definitely one of the, it's, it's because if you look at the tools, tools provide analytics uh, in some way, some way, you know, shape or form. But thing is, you don't need to uh, overload with too much information to really uh, miss the real core value of the analytics, right? So you need to really target the right stats there when you're providing these analytics. So we tend to target the uh, target the right analytics. I think that is mm -hmm. key, uh, just because you know analytics are good. You can you can just put everything else there 
So you need to focus on what is real, what does really matters to the company. And you know, uh, mind you, every company may have different needs. Again, in this case, right? Some companies may want to attain these diversity goals in a certain way, versus another company in a different geography may have a different goals there. So your analytics should really listen to the customers and the needs in the market, and then really have to uh, uh, should be able to produce those type of results that helps them. Um, so I think that's, uh, for example, and I'll tell you. Um, so let's say you're trying to find uh, gender and ethnicity. You wanted to see the landscape, right? But uh, these are good analytics to have, but you're also missing out on other underrepresented talent or other marginalized groups like disability, for example, uh, hearing impaired or seeing impaired candidates or HBCUs, veterans, um, people who went to HSI, Hispanic Serving Institutes. Uh, so any all these other things, you need to factor those in really to cover as broader uh, 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 you know talent as possible from the unrepresented point of view. So I think that's that's the key to really understand what analytics makes sense for the organization that you're working with, and in general also what analytics are really um, uh, you know move the needle. So provide that within the tools is going to be the key. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when you're talking about your clients, do you tend to see um, trends in the industry or company size that works with proven base? Um, so we are industry agnostic, number one, and tend to work with companies from all sizes, but majority of our companies are now Fortune 500 companies. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, in, uh, basically we have hospital company, companies with medical backgrounds, our companies are, uh, into healthcare basically, right? Our technology, uh, media, uh, legal, um, schools. Um, so we are kind of across the board. We have pretty much um, even local governments. Um, so yeah, we have, we are serving um, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you said, you know, DEI is at the forefront of people's minds. Um, and, you know, specifically for, you know, Fortune 500 companies, you know, they have the ability to, you know, invest and, you know, really, really work to make sure that they have a represented, you know, quantity at the top of funnel of, of quality candidates. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. So <clears throat> talking a little bit more about Proven Base, um, you know, I imagine that growing and scaling has been, you know, an interesting journey for you over the last few years. Talk to me a little bit about what that growth has looked like. So we're growing at very fast rate, even in this given the market conditions, uh, there's a lot of interest and uh, it's amazing to see the organization's commitments are, um, you know, they, they still are strongly uh committed to making the difference um, because they put all this effort for the number of years, right? So I think it's they're doubling down at this point of time to really uh, taking a step back and understand where the gaps are, reorganizing their existing uh, uh, organizations, uh, uh, I mean, organization structure to incorporate DEI into their DNA. Um, so that's kind of how we are seeing the trend-wise. We hear from customers, well, you know, um, now we got some time at this point of time, uh, and then... Um, we want to really see where the gaps were because before we were so busy just hiding, 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 we didn't have time to really look at the policies and how we can incorporate this, but now we can really take the time to do that, right? So I think this is a great opportunity for organizations to incorporate DEI. So that is exactly what we, um, we are seeing from the trend standpoint. Um, yeah, so uh, it, it's pretty pretty good from the growth standpoint. Uh, we, were, we started with a focus on small to mid-sized businesses. That's That's been the starting point. But then, um, interesting enough, we are getting a lot of interest from large enterprise customers, right? So, we, uh, which is good because they have huge commitments as well at the same time to meet these DI goals. 
So it's been a shift from small to mid-sized to large enterprise customers. So we then immediately started building the enterprise workforce and everything. So we are running with um, the demand. So that's how our growth has been from starting from small to mid to now serving the most of the large enterprise customers. So, um, yeah. That's fantastic. That's great. And, you know, in your experience, I'm curious to pick your brain a little bit. I Have you heard a lot of, you know, misinformation or common misconceptions about the industry um, as you've been kind of paving your way uh, through and growing Proven Base? Great question. Uh, definitely, there is a lot of uh, uh, misconceptions. And also, I will highlight some of the challenges also along the way. I think you kind of find a, it's a, a very great question, right? So one, the misconception is oftentimes, um, I'm not necessarily saying organizations, but people tend to think that, oh, diversity, which means you're not going to get the qualified candidates. Mm -hmm. So that's what people really, uh, I'm not saying everyone, but that's oftentimes like here. So that's definitely a strong misconception, right? Diversity doesn't mean that you are losing on the uh, uh, skilled candidates. You still have the skilled candidates. It's a matter of, see, uh, the way I approach this is when you say, you have 80% um, male and 20% female, or uh, let's say 70% Asians, um, males, and uh, um, I'm just also trying to hit some ethnicity here, right? And then you have like 20% um, white and 5% Hispanic and 5% black African-American and, you know, or you know, other, other ethnicities within this mix. So traditionally speaking, what happens is you'll be you'll be seeing the, the all these are qualified candidates, let's say. Within the tools, you may see just a majority of the people that are like population-wise more. You may just see them when you're doing the search in the first few pages, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in your search software, whatever you may be using. So one, you have the other qualified candidates. Maybe this is also one of the reasons why people always see certain category of people and they think like, okay, other people that are minority who never shows up, they never kind of got their brain to see these underrepresented talent that much, then they kind of, in a in a, an impression, I feel like, okay, you know what? All we see is most of the times this certain category of people shows up all the time, they are the talented, but the rest may not be qualified, even though they're qualified. It's just how the systems are biased because we talk about companies or equal employment opportunities that companies should have the DI in their strategy. So in the same way, software should have, uh, should be responsible and have this DI lens to help make the population understand um, underrepresented mean that you're missing out on the quality of the candidates. You still have the quality of the candidates. So that should be everywhere that should be in their face when someone is trying to find the talent. That's number one, I think. I'm also telling the problem as well as what needs to happen here. Uh, the other mis uh, the other challenge what we are also see sometimes is um, when, we, when we are talking to customers, right, you generally have not everyone, but they have multiple hurdles. One, chief diversity officers are like so really want to do a lot of good, a lot of bring a lot of change. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't necessarily have the power to make the decisions. So then they have to, or, or in general, they may uh, have to depend on others to really make those decisions, which is fine. But what happens there is, then they go and talk to other talent leaders within the organizations. But then that's where the, the, the dilution comes because they may not be on the same page like, um, the DI leaders who wants to make the change. And that's when things can get a little bit, one, it can kind of make this process long. And also they may miss out on the goals that they want to reach. So having everyone within the companies be on the same page is extremely important. The misconception is again, the reason that happens is also not for not having everyone in the uh, same pages. Some, some 
within the uh, organization, even the organization have that goals, not everyone may be on the same page or the same level in meeting these goals, right? So one kind of addressing those misconceptions of the people who are also in charge of making those decisions is also important in this case. So DI is good for uh, organization. Here are the things. So these trainings, the awareness is also extremely important. So, I mean, these are some of the things I can share uh, based on my experience for the past uh, few years. I think that's fantastic. And I really appreciate you sharing your insight. You know, you're at the forefront of, you're really, you're in the work, you're doing, you know, you're, you have the experience to be able to say, you know, this is what I've seen. It's important that companies are keeping DEI at the forefront of their mind throughout the entire process, you know, but making sure that the the, qual- the quality candidates are getting that first call, like even just getting, getting in the door. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Ravi, this has been a great conversation. As we start to wrap up, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with, you know, either about proven base, about, about the industry, AI, anything you want to leave our listeners with? Sure. I think there's, I think AI could be a good one to, uh, to kind of wrap it up, right? Because everyone is not talking about generative AI. Everyone is, everyone, you know, uh, whether that maybe chat GPT or something else, there are many coming up. Um, it's important. It's there are many, many, uh, you know, uh, positives and a lot of help you can get from it. But at the same time, uh, you we need to understand it is unsupervised because these uh, models are trained based on the historical data that's been out there. And especially when you're coming to DEI, that is what you're trying to change the history, what has been done. You're trying to undo it a little bit and try to go in the right direction. So be mindful of it. Um, since they're unsupervised uh, machines, uh, just have some supervision on top of it. And try to also make sure where you're incorporating uh, this within your processes, right? So you need to be mindful of that. But in the end, I think, you know, um, like anything else, any technology out there, you have two sides of the coin. It's just how you use it, how you're trying to uh, make out of it. Don't need to be scared. Uh, it's good. It's just a matter of you need to know how you should be using it, using the right prompts, right, mis- uh, right way of asking the questions and uh, have some sort of supervision on it. Then it's all great. So that's all I got to say. That's fantastic. Well, Ravi, this has been a great conversation. I appreciate you, you know, diving a little bit into AI, just like we did, you know, talking about how the importance of DEI, you know, the importance of utilizing data and leveraging that, um, you know, to help companies grow, scale and bring in qualified candidates. So I think this was a great conversation. I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. Thank you very much for having me. Great to have you. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.